Hi, and welcome to the Circle of Film podcast. I'm Ryan, and join me as we step into the July scavenger hunt preview on today's episode. What's this? What's this? It's supercalifragilistic, expialidocious. What is this? A whole new world. What is this? I know we skipped June. Uh, I'm really sorry about that because I was very preoccupied during the month of June and only just finished watching all of the movies for May. Uh, but um, I'm back, and uh, with with luck and fortune on my side, I will be able to watch all of the scavenger hunt movies for July, despite the fact that I'm starting on the third and not the first, so I'm already kind of behind. This month's scavenger hunt is being hosted by Dex from Letterboxd, um, and Dex he, uh, previews the month's hunt like this. Hi everybody, welcome to what I hope is too pol- is not too polarizing or tough of a hunt for a long, hot, and or wet July. This is the 28th official Letterbox scavenger hunt. Thank you to Evan Whitford for taking care of all of you last month, now this month. I have poured out some research, pride, personality, and personal details in order to give you these 31 tasks. It's been a hot two weeks trying to sort it out for the bloody lot of you. Uh, he's British. But now it's here, and I'm looking forward to hearing your thoughts, even if I am unable to operate on my own hunt because I'm a juror for the Drunken Film Festival in Bradford. Uh, his tasks are, are uh, kind of like, uh, not riddles, but like there's like a... I'm going to skip the like flavor text of it all and just ex- go through them as the literal task that they are. Um, but as a special treat, this month, the entirety of this of all the movies that I will be watching are also going to be watched by my lovely guest joining me here today. Hi, I'm Catherine. Um, I'll be watching movies, these movies this month with Ryan. Um, so you will definitely get my input later in the month. That's great. Are you looking forward to it? I am, because I got to pick some of them, so I'm yeah, excited. That's great. I'm excited to watch them all with you. Yes. It should be a lot of fun. Um, all right. So, without any further ado, uh, let us jump into the movies themselves. So, the first movie, the first task, is pick a film that features a representation of the LGBT plus community. Um, Yes. Uh, And uh, Dex provided us with a link to Young Narcissus's list on Letterboxd. We did not use it, however... Right, so this is the one I picked. I have a friend, a Brazilian friend, who told me about this movie, I think, a couple of years ago, because I don't remember really when it hit Netflix. Mm-hmm. Um, but he told me about it, because I believe it's actually a Brazilian film in Portuguese. Um, so he said it's amazing, so I'm really excited to actually watch it. Yes, this is a 2014 film uh, directed by Daniel Ribeiro, uh, starring non-American people, uh, called The Way He Looks. Um, The poster has two boys, teenagers, I guess, uh, riding on a bicycle uh, in tandem 
which I don't think is legal. It's or not... they make a big deal about that in like anime, how it's not legal to like oh. ride bikes like that. I'm not sure if it's legal. I think it's in Brazil, so there might not oh, be that much. Might be different rules might there. Be different laws <laughs> I don't. I don't there. know. I don't I, know. You know, I've never been. So anyway, it looks like they're having a good time. So yeah, <laughs> what's not to like? Uh, it's rated really highly on Letterboxd, like a 3.9. It's pretty high out of five. Um, but it's about two boys, and one of them's blind as well. So. The way he looks. Task number one. Yes. Great. Task number two. Um, pick an unseen film from uh, Nick Broomfield's 12 terrific documentaries. And uh, a list is provided here with the 12 documentaries. Uh, prior to this month, I have seen seven of the 12 films. Uh, so uh, it was pretty simple to just kind of pick one of those five and uh which one did we pick we picked bob dylan don't look back from 1967 directed by d.a pennebaker um so like i mean i'm not like a huge fan of bob dylan i don't really know a lot about him either but i i mean his career is far older than that or lasted a lot longer than that didn't it what do you mean? Like, like beyond from... 1967. Yeah. So this is not so. like an entirety of his, his career. This is a, probably a small brief snapshot. Uh, maybe even just about like his like kind of rise to fame. Rise probably, it, it probably came out as soon as he was getting well known and famous. Yeah. Uh, I don't recognize any of the people. Or we could be completely wrong, it. but I mean. Well, I guess, yeah, who knows. Um, I'm really excited. For, I like Bob Dylan. Oh, really? I do. You're a big fan? Mm. I mean, I'm a he's huge like, fan. I know of him. He's and your I favorite, he's a- <laughs> favorite musician to ever exist? He's not my favorite to ever exist. I would oh. not say that. But I've heard his songs, and I do like them. So you hate him? Yes, he's the worst. Okay, good to know. Uh, cool. So, Bob Dylan, Don't Look Back, our second film. Exciting. Exciting. Mm-hmm. Number three. Pick a film that sung a song on a sung by the movies video. Uh, many of you have probably seen videos like this where they cut together a movie, a series of movies, or just all the movies to form song lyrics based on the words that are being said. Uh, so we ended up checking out a video. I don't remember what song it was for now that I think about it. I don't remember this one. Um, but the movie that we ended up picking uh, was a 1997 film uh, directed by John Amiel, uh, starring Bill Murray, Peter Gala Gallagher, Bill Murray. Uh, Alfred Molina, and um, a lot of other names that are a little bit smaller fish. Uh, but that's The Man Who Knew Too Little, mm-hmm. um, which is kind of like a spy hard, naked gun, spoofy type of movie. That's what I'm getting from the vibe. Bill Murray is pretty much the only thing you see on the poster with a finger gun. <laughs> so, yeah, it's a good vibe. It's a good vibe. I like it. It's good. It's Bill Murray. Can't go yeah. wrong. I hope so. <laughs> Maybe this is the first one. It might be the, oh, this, man. Uh, ruins us for Bill Murray. It would Murray. be. <laughs> uh, be a shame. Yeah. Bill Murray. Number four. Let me get here. Um, 
Dex says, uh, I am not American, but how could I let Americans miss out on a public holiday-themed task? Uh, pick a film featuring events from or celebrating the 4th of July. And lo and behold, there is a film with 4th of July in its title. Um, Born on the 4th of July with Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise, Kira Sedgwick, Tom Berenger, Stephen Baldwin, Vivica A. Fox, Lily Taylor, Frank Whaley, Willem Dafoe, Tom Sizemore, Michael Wincott, Ed Lauder. Days. Could go on for days. Huge cast. Um, would expect nothing less from Oliver Stone. Uh, very uh, political-minded director, if there ever was one. And uh, this is a film about the biography of Ron Kovic. Kovic? 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 Co- Maybe it might be uh, Kovic. Uh, um, who was a, a Vietnam War vet that became paralyzed. And I gotta say... Sports a sweet mustache in this movie, Tom Cruise does. <laughs> I've never seen him look worse. <laughs> he I've looks ne- terrible. He looks absolutely terrible. Oh, man. Terrible. Does his hair always look like that? Like, does it have that, like, is that a widow's peak? It's gotta peak? be a wig. It's gotta be a wig. Oh, man. This is 30 years ago. That's true. He this looks, is gonna be a rough movie. He looks better in The Mummy. <laughs> and he was twice the that, age. That's true. Um, yeah, born on the 4th of July, 1989, Oliver Stone. It's wonderful. Um, it was nominated for Best Picture, though. All right, well. There's some pedigree. Some pedigree. That's number four. Number five is, um, pick a film that was featured on an episode of Nostalgia Critic Editorials. I didn't really know who the nostalgia critic was i don't know you've no, ever heard I, of it I definitely haven't no. um but we found like a list of all his videos on youtube it took us a while to find a movie we hadn't seen or at least one of us hadn't seen well that's yeah um which happened a lot with all of these for us. that's yeah. true uh you know but uh we came across a beautiful <laughs> looking film uh, actually, perhaps the most popular film from 2007, directed by Jeremy Saulnier, uh, called Murder Party, starring uh, the only the only name I recognize in the cast list is Macon Blair, uh, who was also in Blue Ruin, Green Room, who directed the recent Netflix movie that I'm forgetting the title to, and I'm going to look up because I have to know it now. <laughs> I don't feel at home in this world anymore, which was pretty good. Uh, so this is just looks like a B slasher. Yes. Maybe Definitely it's more creative than that. Mm. It's really short, though. It's only 79 minutes. That's number five, Murder Party. Number six, uh, pick an autism-related film excluding those sponsored by Autism Speaks. And uh, then he provides us with a list of films about autism. Um, I don't remember if we used that list. We, I mean, I remember us Googling a bunch yeah, of stuff. We, Was it this one? I don't... We might have. Yeah, because I remember... Because I remember we, we named a bunch. I think we named a bunch, and then either We'd one of us had all. seen... Yeah. Yeah. And so we just had to start, like, just Yeah, searching. this one, it was the next one that was harder. Number seven was. Oh, okay. Six was fairly easy. Um, I think we just picked a random one, maybe. Yeah, so. Uh, It's called Mozart and the Whale from 2005, directed by P. 
Peter Petter? I'm sorry. There's two T's. Petter I don't know how to say that. Nace. 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 Sure. Aeon. Nace. Yeah, I think that sounds right. Starring Josh Hartnett. Oh. Rada Mitchell. Rada Mitchell. Uh, John Carroll Lynch. Uh, someone named Rusty Schwimmer. David Schwimmer's brother. Maybe. Uncle. Grandfather. Relative son. of some sort. Maybe. Might not even be related. I'm sure there are more Schwimmers. <laughs> Especially um, with the whale moving. Yes. <laughs> um... Yeah, so this is apparently a love story between two savants with Asperger's syndrome, which is a type of autism. Uh, I feel like it's going to be bad. I like Josh Hartnett, though. I feel like he's not a terrible actor. Not now. I feel like he was then. Maybe. Penny Dreadful is a 10-year difference between this movie. Yeah, he was in 30 Days of Night, right? And some other, I don't know, some other movies during that time was not terrible. Like, I'm, I'm not good with you. I, I couldn't I list them. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, all the movies that I have come to mind. I haven't hated anything that he's been in. I'll say that. Okay. That I've seen. That's fair. I can, and I've seen I can... his older movies. I have not seen this one, but. All right. We'll see. Well, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Number seven. the Probably one of the more difficult tasks for us in this month. Uh, pick a film where character's disability is not seen as the main focus. So... For example, you can't pick Rain Man because it's pretty much what the movie's about is Dustin Hoffman's disability. And so we searched, this probably took us five, ten minutes to find uh, a movie that satisfied it. And I don't even know like what we ended up searching for that led us to the, a movie that worked. But the movie we ended up stumbling on is a 2008 film directed by A.J. Devon, I think. Sure. Starring A.J. Devon, as well as some other uh, probably recognizable Indian uh, actors, but not for me, uh, called You, Me, Our, Whom. I guess. Yep. No, that, that'll do. You, Me, A-U-R, Our, and Hum. Whom. Hum. Excuse me. Uh, it looks lovely. At least the... the... The cover nice, does. It's a nice, it's a very cute poster. It's a couple a of white, embracing. Is that a ship? I think in the back. Oh my gosh, I didn't realize that. I think yeah, so. Yeah, I think that's that. a ship. Yeah. Uh, so it's two and a half hours long. One of the longer movies uh, of the month. And, uh, but it's not a musical. So it's not like I a... I know, so I'm a little, of course, disappointed of that. <laughs> yeah. That would have helped the time go past a little. Yes. Faster. But we'll see. Yeah. We we That's, were running out of options with that one. We were it was a we tough, were just yeah. Yeah. What else are you gonna do? We didn't have a lot of choices. Mm. Anyway, so that was number seven. Moving on, number eight. Uh, pick a film that was featured on Gene Siskel's best ten between 1969 and 1998. And uh, the Letterboxd user uh, Patrick Terry it was kind enough to actually compile this list uh, a couple of years ago and so i'd seen a little under half of the films on this list already and we kind of just scrolled through it until we stumbled on something that looked promising um and so we ended up with 
Another Indian movie, actually. Um, it's called A Passage to India, uh, 1984, directed by David Lean. Yes. Um, actually, maybe not Indian. It's Indian, not exactly not Indian. Indian. No, it's just, just called Passage to India. Passage to okay. India. It's more My British. Bad. Yes. Yeah. Starring Judy Davis, Alec Guinness, uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi from the prequels. Or not the prequels, the original trilogy. <gasps> Blasphemy. He directed Dr. Savago. I didn't know that. Yes. He also directed... Um, the other one, the really famous one, Lawrence of Arabia. Yeah, that's right. yeah. Oh, was it written there? Yeah, that's what I did. Sorry. And Bridge <laughs> on the River Kwai. Three amazing movies. Yes. Uh, yes. This is another Oscar-nominated movie. So I'm very pleased by that. And I love Judy Davis and Alec Guinness. I'm really happy. I'm not happy that it's two hours and 40 minutes long. <laughs> But David Lean is kind of known for his epics, so I'm sure we're in good hands. Yeah, we're in good hands. Good hands. Passes to India. Uh, Number nine, pick a film from Dex's birth year, uh, which is 1995, uh, or to be more specific, if you wanted bonus points, you could have picked a movie that was released in July of 1995. We did not go that extra mile. So we, so we, I think we just, I pulled up the page of films that are from, I say films, from movies. And I was shocked, absolutely shocked that he had not seen Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, the movie, 1995, directed by Brian Spicer, I guess? Spicer, I Spicer. Um, no, so I, I loved Power Rangers when I was younger, so... And you've seen this. And I have. Well, this, I saw this, it when I was younger. I mean, I barely remember probably, it, yeah. but, um... There's a few I on was, here you've seen. I yes. haven't seen any of the movies on this right. list. I have seen some of them. No, I... But I was shocked when you learned you had not seen this. Well, I wasn't allowed to watch Power Rangers as a kid. What? My grandparents wouldn't let me watch them. They, it was too violent. Oh my gosh. All right, well, this will be a real treat for you. <laughs> I, I was at a friend's... Since you have, like, no... You're not just your own Power Rangers. Well, you saw the new movie, I saw right? the new movie. Yeah, you saw That's the... my only experience yeah, with Power Yeah, so Rangers. that's not... I, I have no I haven't even seen that yet, but I know it's nothing like the old stuff. Like, like there have been, like, conversations at work where they bring up, like, would you be... If you could be one of the Power Rangers, would you be the Black Ranger, Blue Ranger, whatever mm-hmm. Ranger? And I... I'm clueless. I'm totally lost. I like. I don't know what I'm. A- what the question is that I'm answering it. I think I always wanted to be the pink one. I should only see the pink one in there. Yeah, okay. there she is. Okay. Well, because that's like, what the, the only girl one usually. No, that one and the yellow one. She's Asian. But is the yellow one always a girl? Yes, I believe so. Oh, really? It's always two girls and two guys. But that one has. Well, are there five of them generally? No, two girls and then yeah, then three. Three guys. Because yeah. that's how the new movie was. Two girls, three three. guys. I I barely remember. Did you see the new movie? No, I haven't seen it yet. I haven't seen the new one yet. Oh, man. I missed that in theaters. You're not missing much. (laughs) It looked so good, though. It was like a Dunkin' Donuts advert. No. (laughs) I think it was Dunkin' Donuts. Power Rangers. Because, like, literally Dunkin' Donuts is the MacGuffin. Krispy Kreme, not Dunkin' Donuts. The sequel is probably going to be Dunkin' Donuts can't believe we got this confused <laughs> completely different are there even whatever <laughs> Krispy Kreme you knew they, mm. they knew they understood they heard me number nine Mighty Morphin Power Rangers uh, number ten um, 
Ivica Pustiki has recently finished his ambiguous, ambiguous list of films you must see before you die uh, in a record-breaking five months. Uh, to celebrate, we're going to pick a movie from it that you haven't seen uh, and, and use that for task number 10. So again, pulled up the list. I've seen a little over half of the movies on here. Uh, we scrolled through a little bit. Oh, I picked this one, didn't I? Yes. Again. Because oh, I've seen that. Yeah, I've seen this, this is, one this too. This one you've seen that you were shocked that I hadn't seen. Oh, it's so good. I think so we went to page two and then um, we ended up with... Volvere. You know, in my head, every time I saw this movie, I'd always pronounce it Volver. Like Revolver. Oh, God. <laughs> How was I supposed to know? I haven't seen it. <laughs> Uh, it's a 2006 movie directed by Pedro Almodovar, uh, who directed Julieta. The, oh, The Skin I Live In. That's also a great movie. I Have you? <gasps> oh my! <laughs> Excuse only, me. I've only seen two of his films: Matador and The Skin Julieta. I Live In is a great movie. We're gonna watch that one too. Well, not for this month. Okay, well, not this month, but next month or <laughs> yes, an off time or something. Some point. Starring that one's so good. Penelope Cruz and Spanish people. <laughs> Jesus. Um, I believe it's also in Spanish. Uh, probably. I would not be surprised. Yes, it is. All in Spanish. Um, yeah, I don't know. I like. I've liked all the movies. The other movies I've seen of his. Yeah, so. I haven't seen this in a while, but I remember. I remember really liking it. So I'm excited. I haven't heard any bad things. I don't it's think good. I've heard any things. It's good, except from you. So, posit- purely positive feedback on this movie. <laughs> so, number 10, Volver. Number 11, uh, sometimes you need to trust your instinct and the instinct of other members on Letterboxd. Unlike other notable Before You Die lists, um, like this, several films reach 3.2 or under. Uh, so, this is kind of the opposite of the 1001 movies you need to see before you die. Uh, and so he provided us with a list uh, also by Ivica Pustiki, which is a thousand one movies you must see, but they're the lower rated ones. Right. Community wise. Um, and so. Uh, oh, this one came out only a couple years ago, right? Yeah. 2013. I saw this in theaters and I was going to see it. it. The poster makes it look just Terrible. You saw that it was in theaters. That we had, that was you hadn't, theater. you I hadn't seen sorry. it. Sorry, no, I did not see it, sorry. but I saw that it was Just in theaters. Clarify. Yeah, um, but yeah, it looks so that, it looks yeah. real bad. It does. <laughs> it has a two point seven on Letterboxd, which you know I've seen plenty of movies with a lower rating than that. Um, but it's called the it's called Chennai Express, directed by Rohit Rohit Shetty. Sure, I guess, um, starring Indian people. Uh, and it's in Hindi and Tamil, the languages. This um, one might have singing. Uh, it is not categorized as a musical. So, so I, really? I don't know. I mean, it <sighs> I isn't. I'm sorry. Well. It's also two hours and 20 minutes. <laughs> um, but it's about love and romance. Adventure. Comedy it looks adventure. good. Yes. It looks like an Indian Indiana Jones. It does. That's exactly what it looks like. I was trying to put my finger on it. And it's apparently one of the most successful Bollywood movies ever. It's got to be great. This, one of the, my, 
reviews describes it as a combination of it happened one night, Mickey Blue Eyes, Moulin Rouge, and the Darjeeling Limited. Yeah, he says there's some pretty nifty dance and singing scenes. Yeah, all right, because it's a Bollywood film. Yeah, it has to have. We'll be okay. We're in good hands. Task number twelve. Rewind to 2012. Um, He was literally rooting for a song to go number one, uh, which was Titanium by David Guetta and Sia. Uh, We both love Sia. Love Sia. Yes. That's a great song. So, uh, this task asks us to pick a film with a song by either David Guetta or Sia on the soundtrack. And we immediately chose Sia, because why would you pick David Guetta? Makes no (laughs) sense. Uh, Well, this is actually hard. This is a hard one for us, wasn't it? Because a little we've, bit. we've seen most of them. Yeah. I think. Well, because Sia's pretty contemporary. Right. Yeah. Rel- relatively speaking. And we've seen most of our films since 2000, mm-hmm. for the most part. Uh, but we did find a relatively poorly rated film <laughs> from 2007, directed by Talia Lugacy, uh, starring Rosaria Dawson, uh, among others, titled Descent. Not The Descent, but also a good just movie. Descent. Um, <laughs> Which is all about brutal rape and rebuilding your life after that. And, uh, yeah, that's kind of a downer. <laughs> I mean, it is. I like, I like Rosario Dawson, so I'm oh, she's fun. To she's this. nice. Yeah. She looks gorgeous on the front. Yeah, she's upside down on the poster. Um, appears to be naked, but could be wearing something. The camera kind Probably of, naked. The, the poster kind of cuts off. Before anything fun is shown. Alright, next one. (laughs) I mean, it's true. Whatever. (laughs) Number 13. Uh, (laughs) In tribute to those waiting or those who have made it, watch a film featuring a case of organ donation. And... uh, I I don't remember (laughs) what made us pick this movie. Or how we found it. I don't... But I think we saw the poster, or... Did they give you a list for this one? No. I think it was on Google. We like Google organ donation movies. Okay. And I think the poster for this one jumped out at us. And so we ended up picking... Yeah, well, Brendan Fraser, yeah. I think... Yeah, because I I was surprised I hadn't seen this yet. Yeah. So this is uh, 2001, directed by Henry Selleck, starring Brendan Fraser, Bridget Fonda, John Turturro, Chris Kattan... Giancarlo Esposito, Rose McGowan, Dave Foley, Dang. Megan Mullally, Bob Odenkirk, Whoopi Goldberg, and how have we not both am- not among seen others? Uh, there's probably a couple others in there. I 2001. Um, hmm. uh, Henry Selick, who is the notable director of James and the Giant Peach, Coraline, and The Nightmare Before Christmas, my absolute favorite movie ever. I don't know how I haven't seen this yet. Other than the fact that it's probably absolute shit. <laughs> and that's Monkey Bone. Um, There's an animated... Wait, does he have banana guns? Is that what that is? I, I think they're just bananas. All right. I don't know that they're guns. Well, Brendan Fraser... He's holding, so Bre- them, like, Brendan he's holding them like guns. So Brendan Fraser's a cartoonist that gets in a car crash and ends up in a coma. And uh, so Monkey Bone is, uh, as the uh, synopsis describes, his hilarious, horny alter ego. This is going to be a terrible movie. 
Yeah. Can't and he wait. <laughs> takes over Stu's body, uh, which is Brennan Fraser, and wrecks, wreaks havoc on on the world. All right. Um, awesome. <laughs> awesome. Great. Monkey Bone, number thirteen. Number fourteen. Uh, choose a film from uh, Mystery Science Theater three thousand season eleven, Unrift or Rift. Uh, and if you've seen all of them, or you are not the obsessive rewatcher of Avalanche or Star Crash, see if you can pick an unseen film from MST3K in general. Uh, turns out we haven't hadn't seen many of the films that they've done uh, because they do a lot of sort of like unknown films on mm. there apparently, which I wasn't aware of, but I guess I should have been. Um, so uh, they did this film that we chose as well as its sequel on season 11, if I recall correctly. So we hadn't seen either of them. Mm. I don't, I'd never heard of it. Mm. Uh, it has, but there's a dragon on it. There so. is a dragon. It has no names attached to it that have ever come to mind. Once. It's called wizards of the lost kingdom. In 1985, directed by Hector Oliveira. Yes, it is. Um, uh, Actually, is that a dragon? I, I now think that so. I'm really staring it's at got it, hair. It, it has. It looks, it looks like a lion like a, with bat wings. Yeah. Is that a mythical creature I've never heard of? I don't think so. <laughs> I think it's probably just this version of a dragon. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I, I've, it, it's got Roger Corman attached to it, apparently. Someone says. Roger Corman, you said? Yeah. You know who that is? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe. Or maybe they're just like referring to how poorly it's made by using his name. Because I don't see his name actually attached to it. But, yeah, I... I don't know. So that's not an, that's not animated, right? Or is it? No, I don't think so. I can't. Why can I not yeah, tell I by the cover? I can't tell. Let me check. The, the Maybe the IMDb will have a better. Oh wow, that's a that's much a better, much better, much poster. better poster. Yeah. Action adventure, family fantasy, not animated. All right. Cool. Simon, son of the wizard, must flee when the empire is overthrown by the evil Shurka. Schooled in the arts of magic, he must find the ring of magic and the sword of power, and defeat the wizard who killed his father. He is joined in his quest by the swordmaster Kor, his faithful creature Golfax, and the forest wizard Herla. So, sounds like he has to find the one ring. Ring, yes. <laughs> I was not about to say that. And a lightsaber. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh, this is going to be great. Fantastic. 1985. We picked a lot of winners. <laughs> we sure did. Number fourteen, Wizards of the Lost Kingdom. I don't even. I think that's the first time I said the title. I think I skipped. No, I. Said, oh, you no, said, said that. Okay, yeah. never mind. Number fifteen. Um, pick a film from BFI Films to watch before you're fourteen. Uh, so another list was provided, and uh, I don't know what BFI stands for. I'm looking it up. British Film Institute. So the British Films list of fifty films you should see before you turn 18 by the age of 14 so before you turn 15 i gotta i gotta say i really disagree with this list what does that say fucking them all or the english language title is show me love it's one of the movies on this list uh 
there's a ton of movies on this list that I don't think that I think are way above like the intelligence level of a 14 year old, like the 400 blows Kess, which was a previous scavenger movie. I watched the night of the hunter, which is about a guy who like terrorizes kids. Like this seems awful. I don't know. I mean, like a lot of these, I totally agree with wizard of Oz, toy story, right away. Beauty and the Beast, Beauty well, and the Beast, Back to the Future. Well-rounded. And I'm not saying that like kids shouldn't watch experience. these movies, <laughs> but I don't know. I feel like some of these are just way above. Like Playtime, that's barely a movie. What it's, is? It's like an that. it's like an audio experience for the most part, set to okay. like scenes. Is the best way I can describe it. Uh, I don't know. It like I was 20 when I watched it. Mm-hmm. And I barely understood it. The Red Balloon. You haven't seen The Red Balloon? I haven't seen The Red Balloon. My gosh. That has My to go gosh. on the list. Um, anyway. Yeah. What, so which we one did we pick? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we scrolled up and down this list. Um, and we ended up picking... You should pick The Red Balloon. We did not pick The Red Balloon. We ended up going to the bottom of the list and picking a movie called Walkabout. From 1971, directed by Nicholas Rogue, uh, starring People. Um, and it is a an Australian film, for the most part. Uh, and the reason, I assume, that it is being added to this list for, you know, pre-teens and, and prepubescent teenagers and whatnot. Uh, the story involves... A geologist, his teenage daughter, and six-year-old son out in the Australian outback where uh, he attempts to shoot them. And uh, there's more in the synopsis, but I don't want to give more away. Yeah, let's yeah, let's watch yeah, that. Uh, uh, that sounds... I definitely did not read that when we picked it. No, we, we didn't picked look... it by, like, We picked it yeah, by we, the picture. We did not look at that at all. And I was like, oh, walkabout. That'll be an interesting Australian film about, like, I don't know, someone finding themselves. Definitely nope, not what I thought. Yeah, not at all what, not it's about. what it's about. Well, maybe I guess it could be after... Well, I what... mean, that's what he took them on for, like, that, but I guess... Maybe then like, the kids could actually literally go on walkabout ten... Yeah, that's what yeah, I'm saying. Like, yeah, that could be okay. the first ten minutes. Well, I don't know. It sounds really interesting. You should watch it. We haven't the even movie seen poster it. looks really cool. I like this. Like, yeah. So number fifteen, walkabout. We're halfway there, guys. Halfway. Number sixteen, uh, a film featuring a person or family and an animal as a companion. Uh, so they're kind of almost forcing us to pick a sad movie where an animal dies. Which I don't watch those movies. Try not to. I try not. Okay, I try sure. not to watch those. Movies. Um, Ryan makes me watch those movies. Being sad is not a bad that thing. That is not. I never said that. It's just the. An, I just, uh, just. The way I ball when I want when I'm an animal, I just can't. I just. I don't want to do that all the time. I have no saying, problem with crying. Not saying all the time. <laughs> like once a month. Once a month, just watch an animal die. Can't. That's it's not what I'm saying that. either. <laughs> <laughs> I cry at every movie that I watch almost. It just so the, it hurts my heart too much. So the movie Anyways, we ended sorry. up picking is a 1982 film that probably does have animals dying in it. Probably. But not really in like the sentimental way that I think we're generally associating with like a lassie mm-hmm. or, or an old yeller kind of situation. Uh, and that is the Don Coscarelli film, The Beastmaster. 
Uh, <laughs> doesn't get any more manly than the Beastmaster, oh does it? I guess He-Man might be more manly. He-Man is the manliest. Um, starring John Amos and Rip Torn. Oh, Rip are the only names this. I recognize. Great name. I love his name. Um, Tanya Roberts and Mark Singer are billed higher, but I don't know those people by name. Um, the Beastmaster, the tagline, born with the courage of an eagle, the strength of a black tiger, and the power of a god. I can't wait for this. <laughs> Why a black tiger? <laughs> what? We'll find out, I'm sure. I, I, we'll find out. Isn't that just a panther? <laughs> I think yes, yes, that's that's a panther. That is. <laughs> I don't I don't know what this is. Uh, I don't know. I guess he's a superhero. Or it's like a Bengal tiger that like got into some coal dust. The black tar. 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 Oh my know. god. I don't know. That would be more permanent than coal dust. True story. <laughs> so, number 16 is the Beastmaster. Number 17. Tar. Um, pick pick an unseen family film that has an average letterboxed rating of three point three or higher, and uh, ah, a little princess, a little princess. I was surprised you hadn't seen this too. I've I've seen this. Yes, directed by one of the most recognizable names directing today, Alfonso Cuarón, who directed Children of Men, Gravity. Uh, had a segment of Paris Jatem, directed my in my opinion the best Harry Potter movie, Prisoner of Azkaban, and Itumama Tambien, which are the films I've seen of his. Uh, this is another of his films, uh, and he has a couple others that uh, I haven't seen either. Um, but yeah, A Little Princess, uh, starring Liam Cunningham. You may recognize him as uh, Sir Davos from. Game of Thrones. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, That's right. And our old friend, Rusty Schwimmer, is in this movie as well. <laughs> what are the odds? Perfect. Oh, it's a woman. <laughs> I didn't even know. No? I know who that is. I, I recognize that. her. That's funny. <laughs> She's a woman. She, Rusty. Rusty. I love yeah. it. No, it's great. That sucks. That sucks. It's a great name. <laughs> I would love to be called Rusty. I... I uh, I I redact like everything I said. She was about on the Fresh before. Prince of Bel Air. Probably. That's what it says. I don't know. And she's probably in the heat of the Bel-Air. night. Great. Er. Show. The X Files. Gilmore Girls. CSI. Criminal Minds. Heroes. Desperate Housewives. Private Practice. Six Feet Under. Six feet Does not tell us if she's related to. Uh, the other swimmer, David Schwimmer. We'll have to do further research on that. Yeah. We'll let you know in the review episode. <laughs> a Little Princess. I don't know anything about it. You will see. Okay. Great. Uh, number 18 is pick an unseen family film rated 3.2 on Letterboxd or lower. So a good family film and a bad family film. <laughs> uh, we looked this up on Google and I saw the poster and title of this movie that we ended up picking. And um, is it the this Jimmy Fallon? Not the Jimmy yeah. Fallon. Or is it Jimmy Fallon? No, no, no. It's uh, Conan. Conan. It's Conan. So, if you've <laughs> ever seen Paul Rudd promoting a movie on Conan, look it up with if you a, haven't. Look it up if you haven't. There's like an extended clip on YouTube where it'll like kind of cut together all the times it's happened. 
but essentially he pretends to have a clip for the movie he has and then he replays this like 30 second scene from the movie mac and me which is what we're gonna watch and uh so mac which is actually an acronym which stands for mysterious alien creature is basically et which stands for extraterrestrial (laughs) um like it's a literally that's it's just a ripoff of et which came out three years before this or six years sorry so et came out in 82 mac and me came out in 88 directed by Stuart Raphael, Raphael, uh, who probably hasn't made anything good in his life, <laughs> movie-wise. You don't know that. Oh, come on. You haven't even looked yet. Oh, I guess I haven't. I don't know. Starring this no one anyone remembers. Um, <laughs> with an average rating of 1.8 on Letterboxd. <laughs> um, it's, oh, man. Like, it's just going to be E.T. It is. Like, the boy... Oh, they made it more sympathetic, though, because the boy's in a wheelchair. Oh, that's right. That's right. Because the clip... Oh, yeah, the clip clip, has the wheelchair. (laughs) Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Should we tell him what the clip is about? No, we can't tell. Look up the clip. Look up... If you haven't heard of it, look it up. It's amazing. It's hilarious. Paul Rudd just is amazing. (laughs) I love it. Number 18, Mac and Me. Number 19... Uh, uh, a film featuring Harris Glenn Milstead, or uh, maybe better known as Divine. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, I personally am not sure I've seen any films with Divine in them. I think, did we look? No, I haven't. So we could have picked any of uh, her movies. Uh, but. There was one you particularly wanted to see. Yeah, the one. It's is it filmed by John Waters? Yeah, it's yes. his first film ever. Yes, it's not technically a feature film, which I don't really care about because it's super short, and I'm happy about that. And we picked three, two and a half. We, yeah, movies. we picked a lot of long movies, but uh, yeah. So we ended up going with uh, Roman Candles, 1966, Roman directed by John Waters. Um. Yeah, so the, the poster trash epic. Yeah, the poster <laughs> says it's his first film. The synopsis claims that it's his second film. So, who's to say? Well, maybe it's we'll his read, third we'll film. We'll look into that. His third film. <laughs> uh Yeah, um so I don't I don't know anything about this. Like I like John Waters. I think he's interesting. Uh I really like Crybaby. Mhm. Like that's a really fun musical. Mm-hmm. And you know Johnny Depp when he was younger is really yes cute. yes, uh, but hairspray mm, hairspray. I've seen the new one. Yeah, the new yeah. one's good too. The new one's good. I like the new one. But... John Travolta and drags can't go wrong. Surprisingly, I know. <laughs> surprisingly, <laughs> it was so good. I was very shocked. Uh, yeah, so Roman Candles, number uh, nineteen. Number 20 is pick a film made in the Soviet Union, but outside of Russia, during the existence of the Soviet Union. So, a Russian movie that takes place outside of Russia, but when Russia was the Soviet Union. Do you follow? I don't know. I feel like he made that far more difficult than it needed to be. I did? No, he did. No, not you. He did. Um, So... 
after trying to figure this out for a few minutes, <laughs> uh, I figured we'd probably have more luck if we just picked a movie that wasn't set in the real world, because that's technically not Russia. Uh, and so, uh, the one one of the movies we ended up finding is Wolfhound of the Grey Dog Clan, 2006, directed by Nikolai Lebedev. I feel like I could have just called it Wolfhound and it would have been a better title. Well, like, that's all it has on the poster. I know. So, it might... I don't know. That's, like, that's pretty long. Well, would you in, like to read it in yeah, Russian? In, yeah, in Russian, it's... <laughs> I don't know. I can't read Russian. But it starts with a B. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. That's actually uh, a W. The... Wait, B is W? Isn't it? I'm probably wrong. Are you Russian? Are you? <laughs> we could ask Esteban. We should ask. <laughs> Esteban. Uh, we could ask Esteban. Oh, God. Um, no. Yeah, so... Uh, or is that V's? You know what? I'm going to... I would just stop. You know what? <laughs> quit while you're uh, I'm going to quit. I'm going to quit. I'll quit. Yeah, Wolfhound of the Great Dog Clan is uh, a two-hour and 16-minute movie in Russian that's got an average rating of 2.9 on Letterboxd. So it's probably incredibly great. Number 21. Uh, pick a film set in college or university. Bonus points if you find one with main characters uh, being uh, less drunk than those around them. Is I think what he's saying there. I don't remember this one. Not entirely sure. Well, I picked this one on my own because I knew this was a movie we both wanted to see. Right. And uh, it takes place in a school setting. Yeah. Okay. Um, and so I went with the 2016 film uh, that I really have been trying to see for a long time called Raw, directed by Julia DeCornay. DeCornay. DeCornow. DeCornow. Uh. And this movie has a pretty striking uh, 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 legacy. Is kind of uh, not the word I'm looking for, but is kind of give it gets across the meaning I'm trying to get across. I'm stumbling over my words. Uh, no, I've heard, I've listened to podcasts of people who have seen this movie, and have said that like no other movie has like elicited such a like physical reaction from them oh that's right this is the one that there was like a certain percentage of people that actually like throw up yeah like oh yeah this is they like the somewhere they were showing this movie and every ticket got you a barf bag yeah yeah because so many people people were having violent vomitous reactions to this movie so Mm. i'm so excited i'm excited i can't wait (laughs) that sounds amazing um i'm not like a huge horror person but like Give me, like, disentangled body parts or, I don't know, whatever the fuck, cannibalism is, I believe, part of this movie. Yeah. Takes place in a vet school, which is why... Yeah, because I I believe, like, she starts eating animals first. That's what... Yeah, I don't know. Because her older sister's in school before her. Right. Is part of the plot. Um And she's, like, a vegetarian, and she's a vegetarian. That's right. so she's forced to eat meat. Yeah, there it is. So... Yeah. Yeah, I'm really excited for uh, this one. Ah, uh, man. It's a super exciting. 
female director as mm-hmm. well. We need more of them. That's all I'm saying. True story. Great. Number 22. Mm-hmm. Pick a film that was filmed or set in Blackpool. Um, or much closer uh, and much rarer. Or much closer to home. Home for Dex. Uh, than, which is Fleetwood. Uh, I think I just googled Blackpool. Uh, I picked this one without your input, but that's okay because the options are very slim. <laughs> uh, and that's a film from 2001 directed by John Dugan, starring, uh, I believe, the first film uh, that Steve Coogan was ever in. Also starring Lena Headey from Game of Thrones, Cersei. Right. Uh, and uh, Stephen Delane from Game of Thrones, uh, who's dead now, Stannis. Mm-hmm. And uh, Omar Sharif is in this movie. He's a name. Simon Pegg. Peter Armitage. Names. Uh, And that's the parole officer. Yes. With the tagline, fighting crime the only way he knows how. Badly. (laughs) So it's kind of like a companion piece to The Man Who Knew Too Little. Mm. Maybe a double feature. Maybe. Maybe. The Parole Officer. Number 22. Number 23. Uh, Liza Minnelli was only 23 when her mother, Judy Garland, sadly passed away in 1969. So we're going to pay tribute to her in Task 23 by picking a film starring Judy Garland. I confess I've only seen Wizard of Oz that mm-hmm. she's been in. and uh, So good. Judy Garland's amazing. So I've, I've seen this one because um, it's one of my favorites. I think Ryan should watch it. So we're doing Meet Me in St. Louis. Yes. Meet Me in St. Louis. Uh, I'm excited. I, uh, you know, it's 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 a really high, highly rated film. Mm-hmm. Well reviewed. Oscar nominated. What do, what do you what 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 do you? It's gonna blow your mind. We'll see. Uh, it's from 1944, and it's directed by Vincenti Minnelli. And it doesn't star anyone else I recognize offhand. Um, so 3.8 on Letterboxd. Solid. And it's a musical. Isn't that right? Mm-hmm. Yes. I love musicals. Best. Awesome. Meet me in St. Louis. Louis? Louis. Isn't it Louis? Louis. Louis? Uh, okay. <laughs> Pick a film that was filmed or set in Bradford. Um, I did this one myself, I think, as well. Uh, I ended up with a 1959 film directed by Jack Clayton, starring Simone Signoret, Signoret, Lawrence Harvey. I don't know these people. And uh, this is Room at the Top. A Savage Story of Lust and Ambition. I don't know anything about this. Yeah, you picked it without me. I don't even... I don't know at all. Um, it's an Oscar-nominated movie. And I think that's what drew me to it so easily. The uh, poster's weird. Yeah, it looks strange. They're like... I guess they're like at the altar. Yeah. But then... But they're looking up, like... At not Jesus? at... Jesus? I guess. 
But then there's an overlay over the guy of that. I assume the same two people in bed, hot and heavy. Mm. It won two Oscars. Best actress for Simone Signoret in a leading role and best screenplay, adapted screenplay. Also nominated for best picture, director, actor in a leading role and actress in a supporting role. So great. It has great importance to me in my spreadsheet. So that's Room at the Top, number 24. Number 25 is all about Doctor Who. Pick a film that's not part of the Doctor Who stories featuring any actor who's ever played the Doctor. And uh, there's a special list from Letterboxd user Paul D, who goes by, who has the username Oday Sue. And uh, he compiled a list of all the movies that have a Doctor in them. I have seen uh, very few because they're populated with a ton of movies that I've never even heard of from the older Doctors. Mm-hmm. And right. I've only watched well, yeah. new Doctor Who. I've watched some of the old ones, but of course, I i mean, I haven't seen anything else they've been in. Yeah. I only know from Eccleston to uh, Tennant to Matt Smith to right. Capaldi. So we end up uh, going with a movie with Matt Smith in it. Uh, and that is... The directorial debut of Ryan Gosling from 2014, <laughs> which scares me. <laughs> kind of scares me. Because he's, he's an also, actor. Also, like, I, did you even hear about this in 2014? No. I, I feel like too. I might have. For some reason, I feel like it was mentioned at some point that he had directed a movie. Mm-hmm. But, like, I knew nothing about it. I don't know anything in it. Stars Christina Hendricks, uh, Saoirse Ronan. Eva Mendez, Matt Smith, uh, Ian DeCastecker, Castecker, Ben Mendelsohn, Barbara Steele, uh, among others. And that's Lost River. Um, is that like a fun house? I don't think so. I don't think so. I think We're talking about the, the poster. The poster. It has like a gaping mouth. Um, does it look familiar to you? The poster? Yeah, or? No, the, the gaping mouth thing it looks like what you enter in a kind of like, like um a, I'm the, to think of. the riverboat ride on uh, uh charlie and chocolate factory that's yeah, the that's vibe far i get more scary than that charlie and chocolate factory is you mean no that is no i don't i disagree the mouth the, you talking about the same thing i don't probably not <laughs> I, I i know what you're saying i know like the yeah I know you're saying. It looks I don't like the beginning think... of a ride, like like right. a haunted um, roller coaster kind of thing, where you like enter the yes, like the river thing. I agree. Um, so the synopsis is: a single mother is swept into a dark underworld while her teenage son discovers a road that leads into a secret underwater town. Oh, mm-hmm. so I guess that's the entrance to the underwater yeah, yeah. town that they're displaying there. Probably should have read it. <laughs> But I mean, you know, same same yeah. avenue, yeah. underwater town. Well, that's really interesting, though. I'm excited. Log for that. flume ride. That's good. That's a good story. Like, that's a good description. It's a good, interesting. interesting. Yeah. Um, interesting. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how he's going to be as a director. Well, we will see. We. I guess we'll find out. We'll tell you all about it. Um. Pick a film featuring Giorgio Moroder as film composer or soundtrack. Uh, I'd actually, I believe I'd seen most of his movies because I looked up. Uh, 
Giorgio Mortar. Because I couldn't believe you hadn't seen this. I've seen this movie. I think everyone listening to this has probably seen this movie as well. Doubtful. The Flash Dance. Really? There's no, it's just Flash Dance. There's flash no the. I didn't say, did I say the Flash you Dance? You said the Flash Sorry. Dance. Flash Dance. Directed by Adrian Lynn from 1983, uh, starring Jennifer Beals, among others. It's uh, a film with a, apparently a great soundtrack by Giorgio Moroder, mm. featuring an Oscar winning song. So, I don't know. What's the song? Do you know the song they're probably talking about? Yes, I do. What song? I can't. I, <laughs> I don't want to sing it. Move on. Oh, move on, oh my gosh. <laughs> Wuss. Wuss. Number 27. Pick a film featuring David Williams and or Matt Lucas. Uh, we went with Matt Lucas. Um, if you don't know who Matt Lucas is, who are you? Uh, but Be nice. Oh, oh my gosh. He's a bald white person. <laughs> British. English comedian, screenwriter, actor. Uh, he was in Shaun of the Dead Bridesmaids. Um, Alice in Wonderland, the Johnny Depp. Paddington. Um, he's well in the new Doctor Who season. In secret. So his, like, his bio says he's best known for his acclaimed work with David Williams in the television show Little Britain, as well as the spoof interview series Rock Profile as well as for his portrayal of the surreal scorekeeping baby George Dawes in the Reeves and Mortimer comedy panel game Shooting Stars. I don't know any of those things. I I'm excited to see this movie, though. It, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of people in it, right? Uh, I think so. Remember, Matt Lucas, Juno Temple, yeah. James Caan, Dolph Lundgren, Billy Crystal, Peter Stormare, DJ Qualls, Johnny Knoxville, Rebel Wilson, Rosie Perez, James Marsden, Saffron Burroughs, and David Kochner above, among others. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, okay. I, I don't know how possibly all these people fit in this movie. I guess they all live in these apartments. Small I apartments. Guess. That's the name of the movie. I don't think I said that yet. Small, small Apartments, apartment. <laughs> 2012. Directed by Jonas Ackerlund. Small <laughs> Apartments. Everybody lives in the apartments. The poster is super creepy. It's a pic- So the poster has uh, 36 uh, headshots of Matt Lucas with various wigs. It's disturbing. <laughs> How is it disturbing? I don't know. I feel like it's really strange. Number 28. Pick a British silent film that was made during the silent era. And uh, he provides a list. Um or technically provides a documentary film that references silent British films. Uh, I don't know. Do we use that? I don't remember. That you documentary? Just... I think we did. I don't remember. I don't remember. Uh, but we ended up with a gorgeous poster. I love the poster. I think it's mm. really pretty. Oh, definitely. Uh, it's a 1929 film directed by E.A. DuPont. Uh, with a 3.5 film rated average on Letterboxd, pretty solid. Which is Piccadilly. Uh, Piccadilly is the name of a club in the movie. And uh, I believe it's about dancers who perform at the club. So it's certainly what it looks like. Or the poster is very misleading. <laughs> <laughs> and the synopsis. Yeah. So. <laughs> uh, yeah. What do you believe? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think it'll be fun, enjoyable. 
uh, I don't know. How do you feel about silent movies? I don't do think f- I've seen that many other than who am I thinking of? Chaplin? Uh, yeah. Keaton? Chaplin. Chaplin? Like, I don't think I've seen anything other than that. Really? Not like watching it on purpose, if that makes sense. I don't know. Okay. So you would always prefer to watch something with audio? Yeah. Generally. I mean, I haven't done that much research either into like silent films and watching. I don't know. Okay. Fair enough. So, I don't think most people do. Only the so hard, I'm, but I'm excited. Hardcore cinephiles only. <laughs> um, yeah, Piccadilly. But I'm I mean, it's it's a performer, so I'm interested how they're going to do silent film with performances. Because it's probably not going to be in color. Right. But also, or, it singing. definitely I'm, won't I'm be in color. I'm thinking they're singing, right? Like, are they? Well, it can't be because we won't hear it. No, and that's my point. <laughs> my I mean, point I think is it'll like be they, dancing. They, just dancing, okay. Probably just dancing. And they just have. I, well, they'll have the not... music just play over it usually, right? Mm. Is that how silence films were? Not necessarily. It depends on the time. True. And it depends on the restoration but then look, it'd and be really the weird. version that we would that watch. Be so, wouldn't that be really weird to watch someone dancing without music? And that's like the whole thing. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm curious. It depends. It depends on like the filmmaking. Right. You know, like maybe it's the dancing and you can see the band playing in the background to give you the effect that you're hearing music. Yeah. But not, I'm, not, I'm, they didn't all have music sort of tracks to them for sure. Piccadilly, number 28. Number 29 uh, is kind of. Uh, a scratch uh, so pick a film from an uncompleted task on a scavenger hunt style challenge other than the scavenger hunt if you've never done it somehow look for a random film challenge pick a favorite task from it I kind of cheated I didn't look up any other challenges I've never not completed a scavenger hunt that I started even if it took me longer than the given amount of time I was supposed to do it in like May for example and uh I just picked a movie that's coming out this month because <laughs> I figured <laughs> well, somewhere I, we had we were going to see it, so we're going to go see it anyway, and it'll help us. You know, it's a lot harder for two people to watch thirty-one movies in the span of a month at the same time than it is for one person. So this will make things a little bit easier for us, I hope. And I figured there has to be a task out there from some challenge that said watch a movie in theaters because yeah. I've done those before. Right, yeah. So, the movie we went with is actually coming out this weekend. Spider-Man Homecoming. Directed by John Watts. Starring all of these people. Tom Holland, Michael Keaton, Robert Downey Jr., Marissa Tomei, John Favreau, Gwyneth Paltrow, Zendaya, Donald Glover, uh, Tony Revolori, uh, Hannibal Burris, Martin Starr, and Jennifer Connelly, apparently. A ton of other people, but I don't recognize most of them. And some of those might be spoilers. I don't even know, because I haven't seen the movie. No one should have, because it's not out yet. Uh, it has a 3.8 on Letterboxd, and it has, last I checked, a 90-something percent on Rotten Tomatoes. I can't remember if it was 3 or 7. I think it was 93%. Which is amazing. Really high. I mean, it's technically an MCU film. Even though it's being like distributed by Sony. Because of the Spider-Man rights thing or whatever. So, But it's MCU. So I'm completely down with it. And expanding that universe as far as I can. 
very excited about this. Yes. yes. You've seen all the MCU films. Is that correct? Probably not. No? Thor? I'm going to run through them all if, until you say... I what haven't you. seen all the Thor movies. So you didn't see Thor? I saw the first two. There's only two. Wait. Thor and Thor I... the Dark World. But I haven't seen the second one. You haven't seen the second one? Maybe. I need to rewatch them anyway, so I'll find that out soon. Okay. But I'm not watching this month. <laughs> but you, you did see Civil War. Yes. So yeah. you've seen this guy, Tom Holland as Spider-Man. Yes, already, I have seen this and one. And you yes. liked it. I did. You did? That's why I'm excited. I did too. Yes. I thought he was pretty good. I think he's going to be my favorite Spider-Man so far. <laughs> already? Already, I think. Wow. Already just from that. That's crazy. I don't know. Maybe I, 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 he probably just hasn't had enough time to like disappoint you yet. That could be it too. Because the other two have... Already. Well, that's what I just don't like. I just didn't. I didn't like. You don't like Tobey Maguire. I'm not a big fan of Tobey Maguire. Even as Spider Man. I didn't like him as Spider Man. What about Andrew Garfield? Actually, those I have not seen. I haven't even you seen, haven't seen Andrew either Garfield. of them. No, I've seen all. No, I've seen all the Tobey Maguire ones. I haven't seen the Andrew Garfield. No, no, no that's ones. what I meant. Either of the Andrew Garfield. No, probably not. You haven't seen either. Because Amazing I didn't Spider-Man. like. I didn't like the first ones I saw. So I was just like, ugh. That means again. completely different Spider Man. No, it's completely different Spider Man. But I don't what? like him either. You don't like the character Spider Man. No, I don't like the actor Andrew Garfield. Oh. I just Why wasn't. Not? I just wasn't bought into yeah. it. I don't know. Okay, yeah, fair enough. Just trying to f- now I'm I have just to trying to understand. <laughs> just trying to understand. He's a, he's a cool guy. Everybody likes you him. You know what? I'll watch him. I'll watch Fine. him and be disappointed for however long they are. Well, you only have to watch one, and then if you don't like that one, you don't have to watch the second one. The first one's enjoyable. There's. Oh, I will watch the first one. <laughs> there's a scene in the first one. Uh-huh. He's like in a gym at a school, and in the background, there's other students playing basketball. <laughs> and one of the kids goes up to do a layup, mm-hmm. and it's so pitiful. And like, I, I obviously these people must have been told like pretend to play basketball or something to that effect. And so the kid's like twenty feet away from the eh, that's probably an exaggeration ten feet away from the basket. So he's too far away to actually be doing a layup. The ball hits its peak halfway to the net. <laughs> and then another kid jumps out of nowhere and blocks him. Uh-huh. After the ball has clearly not made it right. high enough. It's hilarious. I love that. <laughs> I love that. It's terrible. No, because like, it's just so bad. It's just like awful. It's amazing, though. It's super funny. Um, Nothing to do with the Spider-Man. <laughs> well, it's the Amazing Spider-Man. It was in the Amazing Spider-Man. Is it him that's doing... No, no, no. It's completely in the background. It has nothing to do with the main character. (laughs) Check it out. Go back and rewatch that movie, guys. And and look at that. It's it's in there. It's so stupid. Number 30. (laughs) Two left. Two left. Um, (laughs) uh, So, Letterboxd user Desdemore made a list uh, showcasing the quotes... uh, Films in this list appear in the most recent 2012 Sight and Sound Critics Top 250, but don't appear in the book list uh, 1001 Movies You Must See Before You Die. So, presumably, film lovers can die happy without ever glimpsing a frame of the films in this list. Uh, So, watch a film from said list. So, there's only 33 movies on here. I've only seen four of them. And to give you an example of some of the movies that are on this list, uh, so that being said, film movies that were made 2012 Sight and Sound Critics Top 250, but do not appear in the 1001 Movies You Must See Before You Die, 
I've seen The Great Dictator, The Shop Around the Corner, My Neighbor Totoro, and Melancholia. So those are some of the movies on this list. Um, and I think they're all very good movies uh, to each their own, I guess. But uh, there's a lot of movies in here. Most of them seem fairly ancient. <laughs> um, but one of the more recent films, and the one that we ended up going with, and I think I kind of picked this one, is Uncle Boon Me, Who Can Recall His Past Lives. It's a 2010 film directed by Apichapong Wiresethical. Oh, that's a mouthful. Yes, it is. Holy cow. Uh, I said that phonetically, so it's probably wrong. Um, so, yeah, it's uh, Uncle Boon Me. I don't, I don't, I don't know anything like he, uh, some, I'm just going to read some phrases from the synopsis, acute kidney failure, ghost of his deceased wife, non-human form, uh, jungle, mysterious hilltop cave, birthplace of his first life. And I could fill in the other words. It wouldn't make any more sense. (laughs) (laughs) I promise. Um, this I remember this being a pretty like popular film when it came out, and like people were like, like in the indie scene more so. Mm. Um, but I didn't get around to seeing it, and still haven't. And I don't think you'd heard of it. I had not heard of it. No. Yeah, definitely not. So it's it's um, it's like a comedy drama fantasy movie, and uh, I'm kind of excited for it. I'm pretty excited for it. I'm looking. It sounds it. very interesting. Yeah, I'm excited. It could go in any direction, honestly. Uh, so that's number 30, Uncle Boon Me, and other things that are part of this title. Number 31. 31 is the number the Carry On series reached in 1992, which is really good for a series. Um, I would say most seri- t- uh, film series do not get that many movies. Uh, the MCU's about halfway there at this point. And... Uh, Dex says, you know, there's some good movies in this series, some bad movies in this series, and uh, just wants us to watch any of the 31 films from the Carry On series. And so I think we pulled up a list of all the Carry On movies, mm-hmm. and you chose... Carry On Spying, 1964, directed by Gerald Thomas. Gerald Thomas. So... He's wearing a fez. He is. His gun, the barrel of his gun is bent upwards, kind of like a pipe. Yes. Almost. I'm sensing triple feature. The man who knew too little. Mm, definitely. The parole officer. Mm-hmm. And carry on spying. Yes. They all seem to be in the same vein, kind of like uh, mockeries of mm-hmm. some sort of detective spy cloak and dagger work. Um, yeah. Uh, some names from this movie, uh, Honeybutt, Agent <laughs> Honeybutt. That's the only name I need. Yep, nope, that's all we need. Honeybutt. Only one that's worth mentioning. Um, <laughs> oh, and the, the, the acronym for the bad guy group, Stench. <laughs> Parody of Spectre from James Bond. <laughs> so, yeah, that's our... 31st film from July. That is our last film from July. 
I'm going to run down the list of titles once more uh, in case you forgot any of them and don't want to go on to Letterboxd to see the list. The Way He Looks, Bob Dylan Don't Look Back, The Man Who Knew Too Little, Born on the Fourth of July, Murder Party, Mozart and the Whale, You, Me, Our Hum, A Passage to India, Muddy Morphin Power Rangers the Movie, Volver, Chennai Express, Descent, Monkey Bone, Wizards of the Lost Kingdom, Walkabout, The Beastmaster, A Little Princess, Mac and Me, Roman Candles, Wolfhound, Raw, The Parole Officer, Meet Me in St. Louis, Lewis, Room at the Top, Lost River, Flashdance, Small Apartments, Piccadilly, Spider-Man Homecoming, Uncle Boon Me, and Carry On Spying. It's going to be a long month, uh, except it's actually a short month because we're three days into it already and we haven't watched one of these movies. No, we haven't. Uh, We might not even be able to watch one today. Maybe. We'll figure it out. Maybe. We'll try. Maybe the like 40 minute one. (laughs) I don't know. We'll figure something out. Um, But Spider-Man Homecoming comes out this weekend. I'm sure we'll knock that one off. Yes. Friday, Saturday, Sunday at some point. And uh, yeah. So just like with every month previously, there will be a review episode toward the end of the month. It might not be released until early August. Fuck. August? (laughs) Um, I know, right? That's insane. Uh, uh, it might not be released until then based on uh, our schedules uh, but we'll cross that bridge when we get there and uh, there will be superlatives and a top 10 from me maybe another top 10 from Catherine as well so So, yes (laughs) that will generally be the case Um, I'm looking forward to it hopefully this month's batch is better than May because May was pretty shitty for me as far as my scavenger hunt went. But that's why there's a new scavenger hunt every month. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you so much for listening. Um, and thank you for being a guest Thanks on today's episode. Uh, maybe you can stop by more often. We'll see. Because it's it's tiresome doing this by myself <laughs> all the time. Uh, so, and thank you for listening, as I already said. Um, if you have any comments, concerns, questions, or answers, you can direct those to circleoffilm at gmail.com. If you are interested in previous episodes of the podcast um, or are want to look at the Circle of Film Awards from last year or look at where the nominations are uh, being placed for this year up to today, so it's a currently updated list, uh, as well as previous scavenger hunts and their superlatives, you can go to circleoffilm.com for all of your informational needs. And as always, have a week. So long, farewell, I'll be the same night. I know she'll never leave me, even as she fades from Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. So long.